You're listening to Alpha Health and Wellness Radio. I'm your host, Dr. Haley Schaff, where I'm here to empower you to become the alpha of your health. Welcome back. The sun is shining. You can probably hear the birds chirping. Maybe I'm not outside, even though I should be because it's a beautiful, beautiful spring day. Spring here in New York is very, it's very up and down. You know, we have really nice days. It was snowing this weekend. It's going to rain at the end of the week. And the next week it's going to be almost 70 and sunny. It's just kind of how it goes. But with it being spring, is it definitely a perfect time to talk about seasonal allergies? So I talked about seasonal allergies last year on my podcast, which was episode 38, Root Causes and Holistic Remedies for Seasonal Allergies. Great episode. If you haven't listened to it already, I would go and I would listen to it because that's really going to be the baseline kind of premise for what this episode is building off of. So this episode is talking about a little bit more in-depth reasons for allergies that you might not think exist. So if you kind of want the basic kind of part one, please make sure you listen to episode 38. So pause this one, go back and listen to it if you haven't listened to it yet, or if you feel like you need a refresher, like I said, I just highly recommend starting there because of the fact that that is a really, really key place to start. And kind of what prompted this is, you know, the spring is... The spring is always a time where, you know, allergies come up. Um, but when I, when we were down in Florida at the beginning of this month, some people were, you know, some people that we were around were experiencing allergies. And honestly, I didn't even think that people in Florida had allergies, but then that prompted me, oh yeah, that's right. I I need to make sure that I talk about this when we go home because people do experience allergies. And I think that's something that we forget is Allergies are kind of one of those things like period pain, like bloating, like constipation that's common, but it's not normal. So allergies, you know, you might just think, oh, my parents have allergies. You know, I've had allergies my whole life. It's normal. When in reality, it really truly means something different. And I believe in the podcast episode 38, I talk about my dad. He had horrible allergies forever and ever. I always remember him, you know, so watery eyed, like sneezing all the time. And now he doesn't get them anymore because of how much internal healing he's been doing and um, really supporting kind of his immune system. And, you know, in that episode, I share a lot about what that looks like, but I really want to talk about kind of some more even functional medicine, true root causes for, for allergies. So, you know, I think the big, a big thing that, you know, I talk about in the previous episode, hopefully you went and listened, uh, because I'm not going to go into those, but big ones were like liver stagnation, toxicity, and gut inflammation. So some kind of further signs that I want to elaborate here are allergies are a really big sign that your body can be overburdened with things like toxins, parasites, underlying infections, heavy metals. And the reason is because those things can be taking a toll on your immune system and causing your immune system to act differently. And so this was kind of really intriguing when I really learned how parasites can cause allergies. And so um, really because of the fact that parasites are affecting the IgE pathway, which the IgE is kind of like the immune system marker for your antibodies. Um, So this is how like your immune system 
because your immune system has such an effect with antibodies, antibodies are kind of like what what remember a certain thing from coming. So, you know, if you get a cold, your body will mount antibodies. If your body gets a flu, you know, like whatever you're being exposed to, your, bo- your body will naturally create antibodies. And that's just what makes our immune system so robust. But it only remembers a specific sequence of proteins. And that's kind of where we can get into trouble is because with parasites, our immune system kind of can take that snapshot of, you know, what that parasite's protein structure is. Um, But there are a lot of times that our immune system actually misses that. So, or if our body is struggling with dealing with parasites and it's not going to look at other things that it should be looking for. So, and that's kind of the thing. I mean, I'm on week four of a parasite cleanse that I did post our post Florida trip. This is week four that I'm on this week and uh, I'm still continuously passing things. So, and I've, I've cleansed before. So it's crazy the burden that that can take. I didn't have any symptoms. I didn't really feel off, but now that I'm clearing things, I'm realizing, wow, like I actually was maybe a little bit more bloated. I was holding on to a little inflammation. I did have some sinus issues and now a lot of those things are being able to be cleared. So Um, you know, I've talked about this before, but just kind of going over it again, parasites are oftentimes a root cause of a lot of different things as asthma, eczema, dermatitis, irritable bowel syndrome, ADD, ADHD, different types of ear infections, joint pain, migraines, acne, skin inflammation, you know, it kind of, we kind of go down the rabbit hole there, but that's kind of just showing the effect that parasites can have on our immune system. So other things, um, potential things like uh, issues with viruses and bacteria. So again, I think a lot of that is because it can be causing this kind of hypersensitivity reaction. Um, And even with dietary things, right? Like if you are, if you have issues with gluten, eating gluten is going to be causing kind of this low grade inflammation, you know, that you might not necessarily notice, um, until kind of it gets to a point, but then you might not experience anything except for, you know, sniffling and maybe runny nose and allergies and kind of more that sense. Whereas if you kind of were able to take that root cause approach by able to address kind of that gut inflammation, that's really, really important. Um, Lyme disease is another one. I mean, Lyme's so incredibly prevalent, especially here, you know, in not just the Northeast, but I mean, everywhere, I mean, anywhere where you can be outside, I'm going to be sharing a lot of people ask me what we do for tick prevention for Tala. So I give her a lot of the cell core products that I use that that's like the parasite line that I use. That's, I mean, they have so much more than just parasite, but I give her a lot of those, which are kind of more natural herbals, um, for detoxification, Lyme support. But then I do like a topical, um, I use like the Terra shield spray from doTERRA, but then I also will make my own. And so I do plan on sharing that soon. Um, I don't know if I'm going to share it within my email list or my social media, but wherever you guys tune into my content, um, make sure you're kind of on all the platforms. Cause sometimes I'm like, Oh, let me share this with my email list. Let me share this with my Instagram. Um, I haven't quite fully decided yet. So there is a beautiful cardinal outside just staring in the window. Anyways, <laughs> I digress. So um, so yeah, so there's a lot of kind of these different 
kind of underlying viruses and things that can stimulate the mast cells in our body. And so mast cells, they're everywhere, but they are particularly concentrated within the linings of our intestines and our airway. And so that's usually where we kind of experience a lot of that allergic type reaction, right? Like some people allergic type reactions are just gut centered. Some people's allergic reactions are just more within their airway. Um, and so that's because mast cells are really like a first responder for foreign material. And so usually that's either being breathed in through your airways or it's being absorbed and entered through your digestive tract. And so that's kind of why they are there. But when your mast cells get triggered to respond they are going to flood your body with different histamines and other pro-inflammatory substances. So that's kind of where the symptom comes. The symptom doesn't come from the mast cell itself. The symptom comes from what the mast cells produce, which is histamine. So um, if you're feeling like you're having an allergic reaction, um, but a lot of times it can be your immune system fighting off other things potentially. So if it's like kind of more gut related with bloating, um, digestive issues, changes in bowel, you know, it could be kind of something that you're eating, um, which even that can pertain to more seasonal allergies because your, your immune system has responded, but maybe you eat something and your nose runs, or maybe you're breathing in air. Um, and you know, you're, you're, you get stuffy or you feel your nose dripping. Um, a lot of those can be can be that. I mean, especially if you live in like a moldy area, you know, if you're being experienced, if you've been exposed to mold, you know, people's, a lot of people's noses will drip and things like that. So a lot of times seasonal allergies, it's not these invaders issue. That's the problem. Like it's not the pollen. That's the problem because pollen has been here forever. It is our body's way on what is it dealing with underneath that's causing it to respond in such a hypersensitive way. So that's just kind of something to look at. Like, have you been, ex have you ever been tested for Lyme? Um, have you, are you exposed to mold? Do you have parasites? Because when we kind of continuously add fuel to this fire of what our body's toxic load is, you know, we can kind of really be struggling with kind of fighting, you know, what our body thinks is a response being the seasonal allergies and trying to detox it at the same time. That's why, you know, spring really is such an important time to be focusing on your liver health. And I have some posts on that from last year. And this talk is actually kind of like a prelude to a webinar that I'm going to be doing within my online membership, which is kind of this plus a deep dive. So while I had this on my mind, I'm like, let me press record. Let me get a podcast out on it. So people know that they can kind of continue exploring these things. If you want to learn more, this, the webinar on Allergy Deep Dive is going to be live by the time you're listening to this episode. It's live within my membership. You can just go under the, um, the what's it called? The monthly Zoom meetings and it'll be there. Or you can just type allergies in. Um, so anyway, so we want to look at Lyme. We want to look at mold. We want to look at parasites. Um, but then we kind of get to heavy metals. So heavy metals get kind of a bad rap. And when I think of heavy metals, I don't think of, oh, it's, it's you know, it, that's just the end all be all. I think the more important thing to look at is like, why are heavy metals accumulating in the body in the first place? Usually they're accumulating because our body's trying to protect us, especially because parasites, mold, lime, they all hold on to heavy metals because it's a protective thing. So, you know, if people have like a high amount of lead or cadmium or arsenic or whatever in their bones, you know, why, why are their bone, why is their body trying to protect itself 
by storing these things away in the bone, you know, and getting it out of our bloodstream. So those are kind of the important questions to ask. I feel like heavy metals are, they're an important one because one, we do exist with them. We coexist with heavy metals. I mean, heavy metals aren't all bad. I mean, zinc, copper, magnesium, those are part of a heavy metals. Um, you know, obviously the bad ones, we think of like lead, nickel, cadmium, cobalt, arsenic, you know, all of those, but really in reality, heavy metals are just naturally occurring. They're in our environment, you know, they're in the soil. That's why, you know, rice can heavily accumulate them, especially arsenic. Um, peas can heavily accumulate them just be because of them just naturally occurring in our soil. So kind of obviously knowing that we want to try to limit. That's why if a company shares their certificate of analysis, or, you know, if you're consuming like a vegan protein, that's like whey and, or sorry, rice and, base that you can find one that's lower in heavy metals. Obviously, just because I'm saying that there's a reason that they accumulate, I don't mean we, we of course, want to avoid it. Um, and the reason like we want to kind of just hone in a little bit on this right now is because how these heavy metals can mess with our metabolic pathways. So we have a cell in our immune system called the neutrophil and heavy metals can actually change how neutrophil, neutrophils function. So specifically more nickel and cobalt can reduce our ability to kill off pathogens by over 50%. And not only that, but being able to keep viruses and bacteria in check are so important, especially when we talk about how that really raises your risk for allergies and even asthma. Um, you know, heavy metals can definitely even cause chronic symptoms that look like allergies, but honestly are more so like a heavy metal toxicity. So, you know, all of these kind of things, just seeing like, we just want to make sure all the boxes and things are addressed. Um, chronic cough is actually one of the fifth most common reasons that people will visit their doctor and chronic cough is annoying. Um, a lot of people think, oh, it's just due to pollen, but it very well could be one, due to like what your body is kind of trying to fight allergy wise, but it also very well could be different heavy metals accumulating in the body. Um, because they not only can give you kind of like that low grade cough, but they also can give you itchy eyes. And so, I mean, that looks a lot like allergies. And so, um, especially if this is something that you feel like you have allergy symptoms all year, not just around allergy time, but maybe during allergy time, they're heightened because your body is just so hypersensitive. Um, really, really important to think about because these heavy metals do raise your IgE levels. Remember that, that kind of, uh, histamine allergy antibody that we make, um, which is going to make you have higher allergies. So, um, very, very important to think about because, again, we just want to make sure we're taking like a holistic and functional approach. We want to make sure we're able to address everything. So how do we get rid of these things? So our body really tries to detox metals out through our skin, um, which can be successful in some people, like, especially if you don't have a hard time sweating, if you, uh, if you do, you might have something like eczema or dermatitis. So dermatitis is kind of like that inflammatory rash. It's very, very common around, your, your mouth, your kind of like your mustache area and around the mouth there. That's really, really common, but eczema can show up anywhere. So if you feel like you're getting a flare, you know, eczema obviously and dermatitis can be root causes of parasites, but that's because parasites hold on to mold and heavy metals, but they also of course can be heavy metal related as well. Um, 
Also, if you're feeling kind of like low energy, because heavy metals interfere with our cells' metabolic process, sometimes our cells are being essentially robbed of adequate oxygen and fuel so that you don't feel like you have enough energy, you feel sluggish, you don't feel 100%. And so is that the allergies making you tired or is it the heavy metals? We don't know. Um, and again, you know, I think some of the best ways for being able to kind of impact heavy metals are being able to avoid them. You know, they're really common in so many different types of things. And it's not about complete avoidance, but it's about mitigating when we can. So choosing better products, looking at your protein powders, looking at the supplements that you take, really trying to get a good air purifier because there's can be so much that's just found in our environment. Uh, that's why I love the air doctor. We have one in our bedroom. We have one and then the downstairs area. So I try to cover the basis for where we spend the majority of our time. You know, opening the windows can be great, but again, you know, how clean is your air outside? That's a really important question. And then you can also cleanse your air with uh, things like essential oils, orange, citrus, lemons. Those are all really, really good for cleansing. And those are all really supportive for uh, allergies as well. And then the kind of the last part I wanted to talk about kind of more has like that gut involvement. So candida can really heighten allergies, um, especially because candida is able to absorb massive amounts of heavy metals. It can grow in heavy metal toxicity and really contribute kind of to that like heavy, heavy metal burden that's in our body. So this kind of keeps you sick as you're recirculating heavy metals and toxins kind of all over and over. And Remember how we talked about how Lyme can, can can directly kind of trigger those mast cells to release histamine, while Candida can trigger trigger your mast cells as well, which makes it easy, even easier kind of for them to be able to colonize in your digestive system. So very kind of important, um, really, really kind of important to minimize that, address the Candida. I don't really go... I always address parasites and gut inflammation before just solely addressing candida. However, you can do both at one time. I mean, I've had a lot of people pass candida with parasite protocols, so that's very, very doable. So, okay, so how do we kind of approach all of this? How do we kind of sum all of this up? One, we want to be able to minimize the inflammation in our gut and other tissues. We want to have a healthy metabolic process. We want to make sure that our immune system is supported in a healthy way. It's not hyperactivated. It's not hypoactivated. It's functioning at an optimal level. So how do we do that? Uh, one, we want to keep our drainage pathways moving. So your drainage pathways, we got to think of them like the pipes to our house. We want everything moving. You don't want any drains clogged. You don't want your shower clogged. You don't want, you don't want the toilets clogged. You don't want, en- you don't want the dish disposal clogged because what does it do? It smells, it stinks, it breeds bacteria. That's exactly what it does in your body. So you want to be emptying your colon at least, at least I'd say minimum one, if not up to two to three times a day. So you can take different things to help kind of get your bowels moving. If that's something you struggle with, I talk a lot about that in the parasite protocol and within the membership. You want to make sure that your kidneys are working really well, which that kind of leads me to part two, really showing some love on your liver and kidneys because the liver is totally the absolute organ of the springtime. So, you know, whether it's castor oil packs, topical essential oils, like I love the detoxification blend from doTERRA. It's Zendocrine. I love applying that uh, right topically to my liver. Frankincense is really good. A lot of bitter herbs, lots of eating 
actual liver, that's super helpful. And kidney function, that kind of goes down to like mineral intake. So are you having enough minerals in your diet? You know, we talk about water, but so much of us are overhydrated and actually under-mineralized. So maybe you're adding high quality salt to your water a few times a day. You know, maybe you can add some mineral drops, making sure you're salting your food. So many people are lacking minerals and salt, you know, like a Redmond's Real Salt or a Himalayan Pink Salt can be a really just simple way to be able to get all of those things in because we get, we get rid of so much through our liver and our kidneys. You know, our liver, especially if we're sweating and, you know, getting rid of these toxins through our skin, our liver still has to process those metabolites. So really make sure you're supporting that. Step three, it would kind of be like the lymphatic system. So our lymphatic system doesn't have a pump just like it doesn't have a pump like our circulatory system does, but it has a, almost two times the amount of fluid as our circulatory. So parasites, heavy metals, and toxins, they love to hide in our lymphatic system. So you can get them moving through certain herbals. Uh, calendula is a good one. I love using ginger tea, especially before the sauna to really get things moving. But, you know, you can do dry brushing, self-lymphatic massage, rebounding, just movement is really, really important. And if you feel like you're struggling with your lymphatic system, you know, that's something you definitely want to make sure that we're, we're minimizing, um, and, and focusing in on. So otherwise we just want to make sure we're binding everything up with a good binder. I really love the binder from Cellcor and, um, you just want to make sure that if you are kind of stirring up anything that you're able to get rid of it and the toxins and things aren't looking to accumulate in your body. And so the main kind of point of this is to maybe show some areas of seasonal allergies that you were not aware of. So in the first podcast, like I said, episode 38, that's so much more entry level. That's more, how can we focus on our gut health? How can we focus on liver? How can we focus on minimizing inflammation and stabilizing our immune system? And then this is definitely more, more functional, more like really deep root cause, but at the same time, very much so goes in line with so many of those other root causes, but this is just more on kind of like that second level, like part two, like once you've done all of those part one, now we can look into these things because really in an ideal world, we want to be able to go through the seasons, know how we should be supporting our body so that we can mitigate any type of unwanted symptom that might occur. And so, like I said, if you guys want to take a little bit deeper of a dive from today's episode and listen to that more in-depth webinar, that's going to be on seasonal allergies, kind of more functional medicine based, that's going to be within my online membership. If you want to If you are someone who struggles with seasonal allergies and you want more of a holistic kind of approach, I do have a seasonal allergy protocol within my full script. So you can get access to that either going on my website or I will put the link in the show notes to that uh, specific protocol, the seasonal allergy one. Really lots of good stuff in there for natural histine, histamine, uh, natural liver support, all of those different types of things. And then if you've never done a parasite protocol, you know, that's always a great idea. Um, however, you know, you got to do it when you're ready. <laughs> um, but if you have any questions or anything, just let me know. But I hope you guys learned something from this episode. If you did, I'd love to hear your review. We were doing so good on reviews for a while and I haven't read any new ones in a while. So um, I would love five star if you're listening on any platform. I know Spotify has rating now and I would really just appreciate a review because that's just how we can kind of continue to share this free information with other people who might benefit from it. So thank you guys so much and I will see you next week. Woo!